Hi, I'm Jason. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. So today, when I'm talking to you now, doing this podcast, it is the 20th of July, 2021. And I just want to read this headline, which we'll jump straight into it. It's from the ABC News. The headline is, Australia joins international community in blaming China for large-scale Microsoft hack. It's just going through all the details of this... Um, malicious cyber activities uh, which included a massive global hack on Microsoft Exchange software uh, that compromised tens of thousands of computers earlier this year. Um, It also, going through the article, it also talks about how countries held off condemning for six months. Uh, So the hack, it would seem, actually was first identified in January 2021 um, and was rapidly attributed to Chinese cyber spies for private sector groups. Uh, but it has taken until now for Australia and like-minded countries to publicly attribute attribute the cyber attacks to Beijing. Um, and this says that these actions have undermined international stability and security by opening the door to a range of other other actors, including cyber criminals. So now we have the UK, the US, and the EU say China must be held to account. So the United States has said it was joining other nations in holding the People's Republic of China accountable for what it described as a pattern of irresponsible, disruptive, and destabilizing behavior in cyberspace. Um, So the US government has formally confirmed that cyber actors affiliated with the MSS, which is the Chinese Ministry of State Security, exploited vulnerabilities in Microsoft Microsoft Exchange server in a massive cyber espionage operation that indiscriminately compromised thousands of computer and networks, mostly belonging to private sector victims, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said in a statement. Now, the main reason why I was why I'm very interested in this article and looking at Australia's role in condemning, and if you if you recall how Australia was one of the the, the lead countries um, calling for an investigation into the 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 origins of the the uh, COVID nineteen the coronavirus. Obviously, it came out of Wuhan, the Wuhan district. And it's very unusual now that the whole uh, or a growing number of global of the global community is starting to condemn China. It is my belief that the reason why this is happening is because China has made it very, very clear that they don't really want to work in with a the rest of, with the, with, the, with the global system, and they don't want to work in with the rest of the governments. They want to be global leaders, and the rest of the world, my opinion is, especially Europe and the U.S. Even though the U.S. is is really starting to fade and fade quickly, they are imploding. We have a lot more countries now speaking up against China. And Australia seems to be at the, this, the forefront of pushing and, and against China and pushing back against China and, um, you know, for a little nation, standing up for itself 
and and rightly so, I believe. Even at the moment, you know, we've got these military uh, training going on off the coast in Australia, and we've got two Chinese naval um, spy vessels sitting off the coast of Australia, which you've you got to think about this. China would never stand for nations sending spy vessels off their border. They would never stand for that, and yet we do. And America's there, but it's very. It's if you if you look at what is happening, there is more and more growing unrest in the global community toward China. Australia just happens to be leading the way, which may or may not be just orchestrated, but Australia seems to be leading the way for this and really voicing their their distrust and voicing um, their opinion against the Chinese government and and also maybe pointing out some of the uh, some of the hypocrisies coming from China they are really starting to push back against China and they and I believe China is not going to be allowed to continue on the growth that it was and in my opinion we're going to start to see the um, We've seen the rise, the meteoric rise of China. I believe we're going to start. We're going to start witnessing the the decline of China. We're going to start seeing the decline of the Chinese uh, economy, and I would not be surprised if we see some kind of war between China and America. Unfortunately, I'd, it'd be hard to see America win at the moment. They seem more. Uh, they seem more more interested in um, in discussing uh, equality issues and um, social justice issues in front of in their military rather than focusing on what a military should focus on which is you know combat the rest of the world you're going to start seeing is pushing back and you will I believe my opinion you'll start seeing the decline of China watch for it That's my opinion. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. Now, I've been trying to not go down the the COVID-19 path and and talking about all the reporting and everything that's going on because, to be honest, it's just so depressing. Uh, But I, I have to discuss this. So I'll just go through this headline first. This is from, I saw it on the news uh, tonight, it's the 20th of July at the moment, 2021. This was just discussed tonight and then uh, just brought this up on on Sky News as well. So ABC and Sky News. This was the Health Minister Greg Hunt announces number of influenza cases and deaths in Australia in 2021. So Greg Hunt said low influenza numbers in Australia were an important byproduct of all the things we have been doing as a nation in terms of public health measures. <sighs> influenza cases have plummeted across Australia with zero deaths reported in the year to date. So like I said, it's the 20th of July, 2021. They're saying zero deaths. So Hunt's gone on and said um, that there have been 408 cases of influenza 
diagnosed in Australia so far in 2021 compared to a five-year average of 53,000. Uh, he's also said low rates of the flu in the community was a byproduct of the public health measures put in place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, he made m- mention of influenza cases while discussing Australia's rollout. So, and he's just going to say another point that he says is related in terms of public health in Australia, that in an average year over the last five years at this stage, we we would have, at this stage, we would have had 53,000 diagnosed flu cases and sadly 157 lives lost at this stage, okay? And then, so... This is something that had been bugging me for a while. And that was people... I'd heard heard reports, I'd seen reports, couldn't really wrap my head around it. Why? Why people are suddenly not dying of the flu. So, a different... And I don't want to... I don't... I don't want to get into the some of the the theories getting around and some of the ones that sound a little like crazy conspiracy theories but you've got to look at just the straight up facts and just looking at straight statistics just nothing but statistics when when looking at um when looking at the death rate for for covid in Australia. So, as of 3pm on the 31st of December 2020, we'd had a total of 28,408 cases of COVID-19. Okay, this is according to the health, the health.gov.au, so Health Department for Australia. They said 28,408 cases and including 909 deaths. Okay, so that was at the very, that was at 31st of December 2020. Now, when you look up what deaths are in Australia now, I thought, oh, okay, we're probably going to have, you know, hundreds of deaths so far for this year. But all they keep telling you is the total, total amount of deaths this year, uh, so far. And you realise, so as of the... Um, as of the 18th, uh, 18th of Ju- 18th of July, 2021, the total number of of deaths um, for coronavirus, for the COVID-19. Sorry, that's the total number of deaths, not uh, not just this year. But total number from the 18th of July 2021 sits at, have a guess, well, it's 900 and, as of 3pm on 18th of July 2021, a total of 31,898 cases of COVID-19 have been reported in Australia, including 914 deaths. 
Now, at first glance, I was thinking 914 deaths was this year. Then when I was reading everything more carefully, I realized 914 deaths includes 2020. So that includes the 909 deaths from, sorry, the 912 deaths. Um, That includes the 909 deaths of 2020. So as of the 18th of July, 2021, 914 deaths, which is 2020 and 2021. Now, I believe there may have been one, there's definitely been one more death contributed today to COVID-19, which wouldn't be in this report, and there might even be another one from South Australia. Now, and you think, okay, so we've got no flu deaths, virtually no flu cases, apparently, and then we've had these these COVID-19 deaths. So then I started looking up, these are all Australian statistics, the number of deaths from the flu over the last couple of years. So, and I started at 2017. So, again, if we go from 2017, now the flu, and they usually they usually wrap the flu and uh, influenza and pneumonia in together. And <laughs> these statistics just blew me away when when I when I started reading this um, and seeing just how many deaths uh, are contributed to pneumonia and influenza um, in Australia. So deaths due to influenza in 2017, there were 1,255 deaths due to influenza. That was 1,255 deaths due to influenza. This is on this is on the abs.gov.au website. 1,255. So it, it just blew COVID-19 deaths out of the water. And I thought, wow, that's, um, you know, that's, that's pretty big. However, generally, it says that influenza and pneumonia are often reported together. Okay, and, and the reason is, I believe, is because influenza can often lead to pneumonia. And when you, um, and when, uh, when grouped together, influenza and pneumonia accounted for 4,269 deaths. 4,269 deaths in 2017 in Australia. I've got to tell you, I'm blown away by these statistics, okay? So, so I'm still looking through. I'm going, okay, so that was 2017. That's, that's pretty bad. Um, 2018. Influenza and pneumonia. Okay, influenza and pneumonia wrapped together. 3,102. 3,102. 2019. Same thing, influenza and pneumonia together, 4,124. Now, my, my point here is, I believe COVID-19 
is definitely it's a real thing. But I don't I in my opinion I don't feel like we're being told the whole truth about everything. I don't believe our news I don't believe that the people reporting the news are reporting things truthfully. They're disingenuous in the way that they report. For example, two days ago on the news, it was reported, it was, so they're trying to, sometimes I think they're just trying to gaslight us. One of the, one of the headlines was a 12-year-old has got COVID-19. Now, they don't tell you how the 12-year-old's doing. They don't point out that there's no reporting on the tw- on the on the um, there's absolutely no reporting at all on how he's doing, but it's just that's the headline. It's this headline that grabs you and, and it it imprints fear into you. A 12 year old has it. Now they they had to test the 12 year old. I would be willing to bet the 12 year old is running around and has got no clue except for someone's told him he's got COVID 19. My point here with all of this, okay, I, I really find it hard to believe everything that the news is telling me. They are disingenuous. They, it seems like they're gaslighting us. Um, they are just going for for things that will that will 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 sell their news stories, will make people will give them greater viewership they are not reporting the news and secondly how can we go 2021 July 20 zero deaths of the flu every other year every other year there's hundreds up to thousands of deaths from the flu and yet we have this this virus COVID-19 and and we freak out if if five people die from it and yet no one sits back and considers five people have died this year of covid-19 but no one has died from influenza something strange is going on so all of a sudden everyone all those people who who died of the flu could have just been washing their hands and they would have they would have lived. The other thing I, I really question here is with these lockdowns, you, you constantly hear these premiers, especially um can't remember his name, but the, the premier from from Western Australia and the Victorian Premier, they always use this term, it's with an abundance of caution. You know, everything's an abundance of caution. If we don't do this. With an abundance of caution, lives will be lost. It's always so dramatic. Lives will be lost, people. We're telling you, lives will be lost. And yet, what about all the lives that were lost the other years from flu? So if they're now completely responsible for every life that is lost because of COVID-19, why weren't they responsible in 2017? when lives are being lost from pneumonia, from the flu. 2018, 2019. Daniel Andrews, he was the Premier in 2018. Why wasn't there an abundance of caution? 
because some people were dying from the flu. None of that mattered back then when people were dying from the flu. But now, but now, it's COVID-19 and China's taught us how to fight it. They've told us we have to lock everything down. We have to ruin our economy. That's the only way to do it, apparently. An abundance of caution. Screw your population. Turn the state into a police state. Turn Australia into a police nation. I feel like we're being... There's some gaslighting going on. I put it at the feet of the ABC and our politicians. We're not being told the whole truth. It doesn't make sense. Just my humble opinion. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. Hi. Thanks for listening. 